Hello friends, welcome back, if you've been away, because I have, I'm just back from Bali. Back in the studio, I the loft in my house. I'm pleased to say that, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Om Apparel. Om is a men's clothing brand that wants to encourage more fellas to do yoga. Yoga is in their DNA, and it's reflected in everything they do, from being kinder to the environment by using sustainable and recycled fabrics to their recycled paper packaging and focus on men's health. Their fabrics are eco-certified because we have to start looking after the planet in every way possible that we can. So if you go to omohmme.com forward slash hashtag TYLP and check out their full range of eco-active wear, you can get yourself 15% off with the promo code KEVIN. So go along, you can pick out, for example, the Atom shorts, which are made from recycled polyester. Put in the promo code KEVIN and you get your 15% off. Just make sure when you go, it's ohmme.com forward slash hashtag TYLP. This podcast is also brought to you by 108 Asana Yoga Sequencing Cards by Yogaroo. Making your sequencing simple and effective. Helping to bridge that gap between the studio classes and your home practice. You can find out all kinds of stuff on these cards, like alignment cues, level guides, anatomy coding, and all the translations from English to Sanskrit. Just go along to yogaroot.ie, use the promo code KEVIN to get a special 10% off your set of cards. And last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by Small Changes here in Dublin, Ireland. Local organic whole food store doing good things for the community and looking after the environment as always because actually the guest today funnily enough is Pada Rice who is the head honcho down at Small Changes but I normally when I go in to get my groceries from them I, you know when you have a bit of small talk when you're buying your tomatoes you can't really go into a lot of detail about life um, particularly when you're in a queue so it was nice to actually sit down with Pada and find out more about about him and he's uh, experienced some difficulties in his life with health, um, like we all do sometimes. And uh, he left um, uh, an industry that wasn't serving him, that he wasn't happy in, and decided to start something that made a bit more of a difference for him and for the people around him. So I hope you enjoy his story. And uh, without further ado, here's Pada. <music> Hey Pada, how's it going? Not too bad, Kev. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Not at all. Thanks this, for the invite. Is this your first ever podcast? It's my second. Your second? What was your yes. first one? I, uh, felt, I, <laughs> no. I thought we had... <laughs> uh, Book of Leaves um, was my first podcast. Uh, we recorded it about a month and a half ago. Okay. And um, what was that about? That was basically uh, just a chat about sustainability and how we as individuals can can have an impact on on our communities and and on the environment. It's called Book Book of Leaves. Book of Leaves, yeah. Is it an Irish podcast? It's an Irish podcast. I can't remember her name, but uh, she's just recently started podcasting. um, So I was her second podcast interview, yeah. Yeah. How long did that go on for? 
That went on for about in around forty odd minutes, yeah. I suppose. Okay, so yeah. you're 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 kind of proactive by this stage now. <laughs> oh yeah. So so you said to me that there's no. So to give I suppose people some context. Um, so I've been going to your store, small changes for a while now because I moved to Glasnevin a couple of years ago, and um, I've uh, I made a, a conscious effort to try to eat more organic, try to eat less meat try to reduce my waste and and also uh I, I like to get involved in things that seem more local you know i already use amazon and some things we use for convenience which um yeah we just use things something for convenience but i think anything we can do to actually s- to encourage more community is uh is definitely a, a good idea and that's how I, I know you and the reason i wanted to, to speak with you is because Last week was Earth Day, and with Earth Day and our our planet being on TV, and all, it, it seems like we're becoming more and more conscious of sustainability and our our carbon footprint. So, I wanted, but I I do want to speak to you about that. But um, and as I said, is there anything you you don't want to talk about? As always, I said to all my guests, we can cut it out. But when you came in here into the house, you came in on your bike, and I'm I'm interested to know about you, Padder. You as a person, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> no, well, um, so I want to get to know, um, so I want to talk about, firstly, you don't drive. No, no, no. Do you want me asking why? Yeah, um, I was 2021. 20, um, I borrowed, or rather, my friend borrowed his mother's car without telling her, and we decided to go for a spin. Um and I hadn't, I hadn't really driven much um, at that point. And I took the wheel and I hit a patch of oil on the road, and the car skidded and went up, um, went up the the embankment and into a field. So um, that gave me quite a fright. Mm. Um, not as much as fr- as a fright as his mother uh, gave gave me one. We went back and obviously told her what had happened. Um, But ever since, I've been incredibly nervous about driving. Um, I haven't done it in a long time, but uh, for a while I used to take driving lessons. And the idea or the thinking I had behind that was that it would get me comfortable again. Mm. But um, I'm, what, 42 now? Uh, I'm not driving and I won't. Mm. Uh, at this point i don't think it's it's something I, I don't think the fear of driving or uh the the sense of insecurity i have i can sit in a car as a passenger quite enjoy being driven around um but uh taking control of 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 a car is is not something have you thought i've been in contact with a couple of hypnotherapists oh i think i'll tell you about this in the shop um I'm going to move the mic a little bit close to your face. One second. <laughs> wow, that is close. <laughs> so, just, yeah. They, they say in um, in the podcast world, eat the mic. That's not okay. So, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, you've got to imagine like it's someone's ear and you're speaking to the ear. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it sounds a bit creepy, but... Um, uh, I, I've been speaking to a couple of hypnotherapists in the last few weeks. I know it sounds like a bit of a tangent, but... And I've for my own personal reasons have you considered hypnotherapy no um to be quite honest um 
I don't have an urge to drive. Um, mm. I, you know, my life uh, is such that um, I don't need I don't need to drive. Um, my wife doesn't drive, and our life, I suppose, our lifestyle has re- revolved around um, cycling. Mm-hmm. So we're very fortunate in that we live very close to the city centre. Um, I'm, if I get the lights, it takes me under eight minutes to get from our house to, to the shop on the bike. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Well, uh, when, I, when I was, before you came here, because whenever I meet you in the shop, obviously you're there working and it's quite transactional. We say, how's it going? And it's very much small talk. But I was reading about, a little bit about you um, before you came today. And that that you used to have a proper job in inverted commas. <laughs> so um, why why did you leave your proper job and do what you're doing now? I'm using the word proper yeah. joke. Yeah, uh, and I'm laughing. <laughs> um, what was your job before? Prior to this, um, or prior to opening this, my first shop in 2010, my background was in construction. Um, I would have started um, just as a, as a labourer on, on sites and then I moved into um, the management side of things, purchasing, stock control and, and site management. Um, and it was, I was there from the beginning of the boom in construction here um rode the wave um it was it was a it was very it was a very unsatisfying experience um it was a means to an end it was it was granted it was a, a very well paid job um but i saw an awful lot of things happen um which didn't sit well with me um there was a lot of i suppose a nice well and a, a lot of unethical behavior um and at that time i had a very young family we we had a mortgage um so whilst it was a job which i wasn't at all happy with it was incredibly long hours there was a lot of traveling involved. Um, most days I would leave the house at six o'clock in the morning and the earliest I would get home would have been maybe eight, half eight in the evening time. So, um, as I said, it, it wasn't something that I enjoyed, but circumstances dictated that, you know, I had to suck it up, I guess. Um, and I've always been interested in the environment. Um, I would have always been, I would have always had a, a community focus or, you know, um, so the job that I was in or the last position that I had in the construction industry didn't allow that at all. Mm-hmm. And then in late um, 2009, um, the company I worked for went bust. Okay. So there would have been quite a lot of people who lost their jobs. Um, 
who were in a very similar position to to myself um i had always worked i had never been in a position where i was out of employment um after my leaving cert i decided i wasn't going to go to college um so suddenly to have no job um to have or to feel as if there was no opportunity for another job uh was was quite scary um a lot of my friends uh emigrated i didn't want to emigrate um and so i soon came to the the conclusion that to stay to stay in Ireland I'd have to create my own employment and that's how the first shop came to be in in Gorey and down in Wexford but why this type of business um I've had quite a lot of health problems uh over the years I would I've had um cancer um a few times um and the first time it happened, I guess it was a real eye opener and um, it made me look at my diet, my lifestyle. Um, so when the when I did realize that I would have to create my own employment, um, it was going to be. It, it it was going to be you know in in this area in in this mm-hmm. field so that's and and do you think that and because do you think um that diet and lifestyle was a massive contributor hugely really absolutely um i'm not saying that it wouldn't have happened um but certainly the lifestyle that i had in the lead up to when i was first diagnosed was extremely unhealthy, um, long hours, poor diet, huge stress. Um, so, as I said, I can't say that that brought it on, but I, I certainly think that it, it sped up the. Um, some some people believe in in like fasting or juice diets or, or um or simply like moving to an environment where they're happier mm. um for treating cancer is how did you what type of treatment did you find was most effective um for me personally uh what was most ef- effective was looking inwards and looking at my mental state and for the first time in I, I actually doubt as if I had ever done it before, but uh, I began to listen to my body. Um, you know, my body was unhappy and the the, the sickness was, was a manifestation of that, I believe. Mm. Um, and I, I suppose I listened to what my body was saying and in return, it, it gave me a huge understanding of my mental strength um, and taught me a huge number of of life lessons. Um, It would have been nice if I could have learned those life lessons (laughs) in other way, but um, what I've I've learned about myself um, has been phenomenal, you know. 
absolutely. Uh, were, you, were you like before when you were working in the construction industry? Was that were you aware of sustainability? Were you into that at all? Was that always something that interested you? Yeah, I was, um, and time and time again. Um, when we would tender for projects or become involved in projects, I always tried to have sustainability at the forefront of, of the project. Mm. And, you know, I would go to meetings after meetings after meetings. And the end result was, yeah, that's a nice, nice presentation. You know, you make some great points, but um, the most important thing is the bottom line. So we have to... We're here to maximize our profits, regardless of you know what affects um, our, our non-sustainable methods. Yeah, will incur. Um, so it was, it was very, very disheartening. I guess you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I when I when I proposed to proposed to when I made the proposal of coming into do this podcast in the shop i was i said uh, pada i'm looking for um somebody to come in and <laughs> tell my podcast and perhaps talk about climate change sustainability and then when i asked you about it you said oh i'd be keen to do i'd be happy to do that um and then you started talking to me about trying to get arrested <laughs> yeah. so what's that all about couldn't even get arrested couldn't when get i tried arrested. <laughs> Yeah, um, there was an <laughs> Extinction Rebellion uh, rally on uh, Good Friday in Dublin. And my understanding was that we were all going to um, emerge en masse in the city centre of Dublin with the aim of getting arrested. Yeah. Um, because I feel very passionate. Uh, I feel very passionate that the about... my My idea is that the time for for marches and speeches and signing petitions has 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 passed yeah. that um the only way that real change is going to happen is if we step outside of our comfort zone if we um if we engage in civil disobedience and we do it on such a scale that the political system has no option but to actually have a sea change in their approach to uh, climate change and, and tackling climate change. So, as I said, um, I thought we were going to get arrested. Uh, I was prepared to be arrested. Um, but uh, come six o'clock, everyone decided to go home. So that was... Uh, Did they just bottle it? I don't know. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know the organisers. I'm not involved in 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 any of the committees but the what i took away from it was that nobody had had any intention yeah, yeah. Uh, of of uh, putting themselves in the position where they they would be arrested uh, i spoke very briefly uh, to a steward or a, i imagine i that the person i was speaking to was a steward he had a high vis vest on <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I asked him why everybody was going home and um, the answer I was given was we don't have the numbers. And um, he said that we don't have the numbers like they, they have in London. 
and at that point in London, um, the the demonstrations um, had been going on for five days. I think over 800 people had been arrested. Um, and the 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 Metropolitan Police had uh, at that that point had actually stopped arresting people because they couldn't the system couldn't couldn't cope. So to hear that person say, "Well, we don't have you know we're going home because we don't have the numbers in in, in London was was very disheartening. London being a multiple um, or has a what ten times the the population of Dublin? Of course, we we weren't ever going to have any crowds um, appro- approaching the size that they had in London. Yeah, um, and um, I was told that you know maybe the next time they do something, they'll have a bigger crowd. Mm. Uh, so it just seemed to go back to the same old, same old. You know, nothing, nothing changes. So mm. yeah, it was very, very, very disheartening. Um, with climate change, though, I think that people, okay, so I'm sure some people's hearts are in the best place when it comes to help with climate change. But I do think that we, some actions like reducing your use of cotton buds or whatever, we, we don't know, we think that these little things are going to make a huge difference. And, and they will make a difference. But I think when people, we start to think about the changing from a political level, mm-hmm. it becomes a, too abstract. People uh, can't um, get, uh, can't understand why, um, how, what's happening at that level, and what difference they can make. Mm. But someone could easily sh- shop with you instead of uh, another uh, market, and that's something that's more accessible, uh, less commitment, less potentially um, risky for them because um, uh, but so could you like from I suppose in, in uh, lame, layman's terms um, give us an insight as to what you see is happening at a political level in Ireland uh, regarding or not happening shall I say in, in regards to climate change um, well there really isn't anything happening uh, climate change uh, in the political system here in Ireland Um what we have had in the past, we've we've had. Um, Enda Kenny was the Taoiseach at the time, mm. was over in Paris, made a big hoo ha of you know, we're fantastic. We've signed you know the, um, the IPCC uh, uh, treaty on, on on climate change, um, but then a couple of days later. Um, he was uh, talking up the the uh, the promotion of Irish agriculture and how we were going to be ramping up production. Um, there really isn't uh, any political party uh, who is grasping climate change, um, and I firmly believe um, the reason why that's not happening is because. Politics, um, and I can only speak about politics in Ireland yeah. um, because that's that's all I really know about. But politics here seems to be very much about uh, the immediate gains. Um, I'll do whatever it takes to get a, to get reelected. Um, uh, so I look after. Um, you know, you've got a pothole, or you need some sort of forms filled out, or. You know, I'll attend all the various funerals, so my my face will be will be seen. Mm. Um, if our politicians were told that 
you have six months or a year to fix climate, you know, to come up with some sort of um, solutions uh, to tackle climate change. Um, they would do it. Mm-hmm. But um, climate change or the effects of climate change is it's something which is very gradual. You know, we're not going to probably in our lifetime, mm-hmm. we're not going to see the full effects of, of, of climate change. But it's the generation after that and the generation after that, generation after that. Um, so there's, there's a there's an unwillingness to tackle it because th- there's no gain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no uh, electoral return uh, on that mm-hmm. because to to tackle climate change. There has to there has to be um, a sea change in our lifestyle, which is going to inconvenience. Uh, everybody like what um well the way in which uh, our society uh, conducts itself uh, uh, has to change um you know our our society is predicated on mass consumerism on constant growth um you know year in year out you you hear or you know there's various government uh, reports uh, released saying, you know, we predict this year's growth is going to be 3% or 4% or whatever. And um, we can't, at some point, you know, we're going to hit a brick wall um, because we can't continue on, on, on a planet of infinite or sorry, finite resources. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to continuously uh, grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if someone's sitting at home or driving the car listening to this now an Irish person what could they apart from visiting small changes <laughs> uh, just throw that in there thanks uh, for that yeah yeah of course um, what could they do um, f- from a political point of view to make a difference do you think um, I suppose the most um, the approach I've always I've always taken is that if you want to see um, a change in society, regardless of whether of any sort of a change, you have to create the situation where um, at a political level, it can't be ignored. Mm. Um, And the best way to do that is to start small, start in your community, Mm. build, build it at grassroots and look to other communities, other towns, other villages, other other suburbs and see if what you're doing in your own locality, whether that can be, if that can be replicated mm-hmm. all over the country and create a create a movement mm-hmm. um, at a ground level where whereby, you know, if your local TD or your local councillor sees that, oh, Jesus, you know, there's actually quite a lot of people involved here. Mm. Um, you know, if I get get involved in this, you know, I may I may actually get some votes here. You know. Yeah, the thing is, though, the problem is with the political system is it's a popularity contest. So the person who sees that, uh, the candidate who says, "Oh, if I mm. market myself as a, you know, a green warrior, then people will will want to back me," um, as opposed to 
I, I mean, the, you can't overthrow the, si- the system, or can you? <laughs> I don't know. But maybe, maybe there's a better way. If, if for example, but by the way, I should ask: if you get arrested, does that mean you've got a criminal record? No. If you're brought to court, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're brought to court um, and, and charged and charged with an offence. So, let's say, for example, you a, 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 a substantial amount of you did get arrested that day. What what would do you reckon be the impact? Well, you see, the whole the, the whole thinking, uh, or at least my understanding, uh, is that the the thinking behind this movement is that if you create um, or if you tie up the system. Uh, so much you cause so much inconvenience mm. um, that and you keep re- repeating it mm. so you get arrested you either get uh, um, released or you you know you, you're brought up in front of court mm. but then you get arrested again and you continue and continue uh, and continue doing it yeah until the system can't can't actually cope anymore mm. so you would have for instance mm. um, the police system the court system, mm-hmm. um, the traffic system. Um. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's then it, they ca- you can't be ignored. Then you can't because what is happening is that all the resources are being uh, diverted to tackling the the movement. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, uh, guards. Um, rather than doing their normal business, um, are you know they they they're being moved into into the cities or the towns where the protests because they're there to police the, the protest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you from the move, the the uh, the venture you you you've made and you're making with small changes um, and the fact you're open. Um, can I say you're open on new premises? Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> like. It'll be five minutes walk from my house, which is fantastic. Um, but th- this this is um, exciting because I I actually went down to an eco village in Clock Jordan mm. in uh, Tipperary with my missus like a few months ago, and um, thinking about eventually living that way. But you know, financial reasons, I can't yet. Um, but do you see um, these movements happening more? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I suppose um, when I opened up, when I first started Small Changes in yeah. 2010, it was seen as a very, oh, the only people you're ever going to see in your shop like are, you know, hippies, um, <laughs> lentil eaters, uh, people who don't wash, um, which wasn't true, by the way. But <laughs> since then, um, the interest it's has has grown across all demographics, all age groups, um, all nationalities. Um, it, but what is, I suppose, what what, is, what gives me the most hope is that um, there's a, a huge amount of our customers are um, quite young. Um, I'm not that old, but... Um, <laughs> Whippersnappers, <laughs> <laughs> the snappers. You know, you would have um, students still in secondary school who are very, very engaged. Um, you would have college students, people in their twenties. Um, I see people, young people, who are far more engaged um, than I ever was at, at their age. 
Um, I, I suppose the the information or or the science um, has become so proven that it's it's impossible to ignore mm. and that the people the younger people realize that their future is at stake um that the the politicians um who who are sitting in the doll um you know by the time the young people get to the age of you know the average age of a sitting td you know it, it would be disastrous if things don't change by then. You know, and I think that because people, um, uh, I think now like we have access to information like we never have done before. And living in Ireland that was, um, you know, society was essentially at one stage run by the church. And, you know, even my mum's generation, and definitely her her mum's generation, there would be the, the people up there, the nurses, or not the nurses, sorry, the um, the priests and stuff, mm. they they knew best, the government knew best. But now, <coughs> with podcasts, with social media, <coughs> everyone has a voice. So young people are able to get information they couldn't have got before. And I think, like we were saying downstairs, when you're watching late night TV or these um, politicians on TV, you, you can see through it because mm. they're talking to you in a way um, that it's art, it seems artificial yeah. and um, it's the same with um, people like when a politician is, is talking you think like who are you like yeah. this is a, this is an act and um, and I think I just because now we, the media we consume is, is more like this this star more relaxed um, young people pick up on that and it doesn't resonate with them mm. um, uh, you know I know the thing about about as well information is that things like our world our excuse me our planet that that has made a massive difference because it's educational but in an entertaining way uh, in a beautiful way it's art yeah. whereas in school if someone is telling you something you, you, you know and it's there's no color and there's no sound it's uh, hard for you to take it in and i think that um i mean i've learned so much watching watching that program that um it's little things like this, this is something that people don't think about. If you live on on a high ground, you're not on a coastal city. Some people think like, oh, well, I'm fine if if the if it floods, then uh, it's only the the low lying land that's going to be affected. Mm. But you forget that most um, cities or uh, are built next to rivers. Yeah. So if the sea levels rise, the rivers will rise. Exactly. Rise as well. Um, so if if like. What what uh, apart from obviously having small changes, what do you do on a day to day basis to, uh, and not having a car as well to um, to reduce your your carbon footprint? Because um, I need some tips. <laughs> right. Um, I suppose uh, on a personal level, um, uh, we will be very mindful. Both my wife and I, we we will be very mindful of food waste. So, um, I'm very fortunate in that my wife is a very good cook and she loves cooking. Mm. Um, and she finds it, uh, I don't know how she, do, she does it because she would come in from work and start cooking, whereas I wouldn't have the energy. Mm. But she finds it as a, a great de stressor. Mm. Um, so the more stressed my wife is, the better we eat. <laughs> 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 but, 
But we would be very conscious of, of food waste. Um, so we would, rather than one big shop, uh, we would we would um, shop maybe three or four times a week. You know, we would just shop for what we want for that particular night's dinner. Um, now, obviously, I'm conscious that um, we don't have... It's just myself and my wife at home um so it's easier for us to 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 do that yeah. i guess um so i suppose that would be uh one thing we would do on on a daily basis in in the states 40% of food goes to waste that is outrageous it's it's, it's staggering uh when you think of um aside from you you know the environment it, environmental impact of of such a huge amount of waste when you think of the amount of poverty you know the amount of children who go to school without a breakfast who go to sleep hungry um you know it's 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 staggering like yeah but another thing i think about is clothes i've got a wardrobe down there full of this i forget what the term is but it's like um cheap like cheap, these companies these retail companies mm. these shops that sell clothing for like a t-shirt for five quid yeah. i forget what the actual that that um type of retail is called but it's essentially like low priced low quality um retail mm. or fashion and you think in your mind you think, oh, i'm getting a great deal here i'm getting this t-shirt for five quid yeah but you know that it's not going to last probably and then you end up having 10 of them that are just t- and you we don't think about the um what's happening behind the scenes where that goes and uh, and I also think because living in cities we become so ta- detached as to where our waste goes yeah and um that that for, for me there's there's not just the kind of the health of our planet but there's also the health of um our society because I I go into Lidl and all these other shops and I you know I say to the person behind the checkout how you doing and it's like they're just pinging you through getting yeah. it done and dust as quick as possible and um you know we, we, we that's a terrible way to live life mm. like the the art of conversation or small talk is is going people are f- afraid of that intimacy yeah like, well like that's a huge thing about the shop mm-hmm. um in that we're not i suppose the the model behind um big supermarkets is get people in get people out, get them to spend as much as you can and just keep everything going, 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 going. Um, whereas the approach that we take in the shop is that it's not just a, it's not just a shop. You know, we're, we pick the location in Drumcondra for, for a very uh, salient reason, but it's, Everybody is welcome to come in and have a chat, and we encourage that. Um, we're not. We've got two checkouts, you know, so um, there'll never be an express checkout. You will always have to engage with a human. <laughs> um, but um, it's very important that we don't lose the social interaction. Mm. Um, you know. I can't I I can't imagine living in a society where 
um, you don't say hello to your neighbour. Mm. Um, from a very early age, my granny, um, she would bring us out walking and she would encourage us always to say hello and smile to whoever we met met on the street. Mm. And she would always say that, you know, saying hello and a smile takes absolutely no effort on your part. Mm. But the person receiving that smile and receiving that hello may well not have spoken to anybody for that whole day or mm. may be living on their own, may have maybe feeling unwell or uh, lonely or whatever. And, you know, something simple as somebody else saying hello, you know, validating your existence. Mm. It's it's a, a tremendous benefit, you know, and and if we lose that, um, it'll be very sad. What, I, what I've real I, I completely agree. What I've realised is that when I don't engage is when I'm often not feeling good about myself, mm. um, and I just have my headphones in and I, I don't feel like I want to be vulnerable to people in that in that environment yeah. because. Um, you know, I was listening to a really interesting podcast talking about society modern, and modern society and how we live and how people nowadays, and what, the one example they gave was if a woman was breastfeeding, she wouldn't uh, consult the, the local granny who's, you know, done that, who's had loads of, a bunch of kids. She would hire a lactation consultant. Yeah. Um, and it's not because, um, it's that people don't want to feel like they're burden, being a burden mm. on other people. We And that is, um, it, it's... Like it's it's something that we're. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I love te- technology, and it's brilliant because we're using technology now. But I think those little interactions you said, the the older person perhaps in the shop, you know, a lot of people live on their own, yeah. particularly older people, yeah. and that is maybe their only time to to interact. Yeah, and you know, technology is it's fantastic. You know, the the advantages and the advances that have come about in. in in such a short period mm. um, because of technology it's, it's, it's amazing but there's a huge remove um, and I think you know we look at elderly people who wouldn't be as engaged in technology as we are so um, sometimes we we forget about or, or we undervalue Mm. elderly people in their position in, in society you know um, th- like that that in th- you know when you were talking about breastfeeding mm-hmm. um, and somebody who has you know raised however many uh, children and probably breastfed them the, the wealth of knowledge that that person would have um, so rather than engaging with that person you know you might go on and Google and Wikipedia mm. and consult experts uh, and whatnot. Um, like there is um, one of our staff members. Uh, she won't mind me saying this, but she is elderly, mm. and for all all her working life, all her adult life, you know, she worked, mm. and uh, she was in the civil service, and um, she reached retirement age, and was told she had to take retirement. And she fought it and she was given a year's extension. And then at the end of the year, um, she was told, no, sorry, this is it. You you have to go. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't understand why, you know, she was perfectly capable uh, of continuing to work and wanted to work. 
Um, and uh, here she was being told, you're of no use anymore. You're too old. So, you know, kind of sling your hook. Mm. So she, um, she works in the shop now and customers love her, you know, mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. You know the chats that you know that that she would have with, with customers. It's it's just phenomenal, and mm. you know she's a a fantastic asset. Mm. You know, um, like the knowledge that she would bring, you know, mm-hmm. to to the shop is it's brilliant. You know, yeah. yeah, it's it's but it's people are now outsourcing those interactions or those those services like we, that, that, that example about lactation consultant i mean in in china in japan for example it used to be a case of old people were worshipped mm. they were um, they had all the wisdom all the knowledge but now in in japan um less and less the society is changing through technology and people are um japan is a fascinating culture because it's almost like where we're going as a society less and less people are, are having kids less and yeah. less and people are more people are, everyone's getting population is getting older and we're becoming more individualized if that's the word um and i think therefore that reinforces this feeling of this is not our planet so I did it. I took it one eight. I took it all the way around there. Yeah. See that? Um, but, but this is not our planet. And we, I mean, when you wake up in the morning, if the first light you see is the glare from your phone and not the sun, yeah. it's easy to feel detached. Yeah. Uh, if you can't remember the last time you stepped in a lake or, or the sea, you feel detached. Mm-hmm. You get your water from a tap, you know, God knows what's in that. Um, so I can understand why it, it's, it's difficult for people to um, to grasp their their how they can make a difference. Um, any any final words, Pada, in terms of what? Yeah, um, the floor is yours, sir. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. All> right. <laughs> um, well, I suppose the important and I, I, any change we make as an individual is it's it's it's, it's meaningless, you know. Um, but the whole idea is that you make changes because you look at your lifestyle and the way you lead your life and how you interact with the environment and how you interact with with, with people in in your own local community Mm. Um, and if you can make one small change you know that as I said on its own will have have no 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 meaning um, or no meaningful purpose but that one change can lead on to another change, can lead on to another change, onto a bigger change. It can inspire someone, your a friend, someone in your family to, you know, make changes themselves. Mm-hmm. If we're waiting for things to happen at a political level, we may as well just turn the lights off now. Bring about the changes that you want to see in your local community because mm-hmm. that is where you can have an effect. Um and we're 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 facing um disaster um what is ahead of us is is disaster for all following generations um mm. and it it can it can, when you look at it on on a gra- grand scale and you see ice caps melting you hear about 500 species of 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 animals going extinct this year it can be so overwhelming, mm. but um, the power of the indiv- the power of 
each and every individual is so so strong mm-hmm. and it's up to us as individuals to, to to bring about the change that we want to see yeah. or be prepared to look further generations future generations in the eye and just say mm. couldn't be arsed yeah that you is know? that that is one thing that i think like if i'm ever you know if i'm when i if i get to 80 years old if my grandson or a young person asks me what did you do yeah. you know and i said nothing yeah you see the thing is we we have the information you know yeah. in generations gone by you know people could hold up their hands and say well you know well didn't know anything about that climate change what yeah we know it's there we we know it's real and uh you know future generations won't won't forgive us you know mm. like when i look back at my parents who um came into adulthood in in the 60s i've often wondered why they didn't bring about like when there was a huge mood for change and you know it looked as if the 60s was going to be the decade where everything changed radically and then it didn't mm. uh i've always looked at my parents and asked them you know why didn't you change things um so i don't i i don't want to be in that position where my children look at me and and ask the same question you know yeah um, okay, Pada. Well, you're not on social media. You're not personally yourself on on Instagram anyway. But you have smallchanges.ie, and uh, you also have Instagram smallchanges.ie. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> and you're opening a new um, <coughs> branch. A new, a, new <laughs> a new, yeah. Well, it'll be a different. Um, it'll be more along, um, say, a cafe. Yeah, side of things, which is great for community. Absolutely. See, so people can go down. It's opening soon. Yeah, <laughs> people can go down and they can get their groceries, but also they can get a bit of grub, like sit in. Yeah, and it's the 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 I picked the location for the same reason why I originally picked Drumcondra was that I felt that um, there wasn't. The, 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 sorry, I felt that there was a huge need for a community, a central point for for the community to interact and and engage. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, um, I'm delighted. So I can just try, <laughs> try over there. That'd be brilliant. So uh, that's it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kev. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by Om Apparel Men's Clothing that want to encourage more fellas to do yoga and to move on and off the mat. All their products are made from sustainable recycled fabrics. Even their packaging is made from recycled paper. If you go to om.com forward slash hashtag TYLP and you put in the promo code Kevin at checkout, you'll get 15% off your eco active wear. So that's ohmme.com forward slash hashtag TYLP promo code Kevin for a whopping 15% off. And finally, Small Changes. They're the other sponsor for this podcast. They are, well, you know about them now, I hope. If you're in Dublin, you find yourself in the Drumcondra or Glasnevin area, go and check them out. Bring your refillable cup and you can get yourself 50 cent off a cup of char.
Lastly, if you're listening before May 25th, I have my handstand workshop in Yoga Hub, Castle Knock. There are seven spaces available, 23 people have booked in already. So if you go to kevinballyoga.ie, go to the events and retreats page there, you can get in touch with me and ask any questions that you may have. I'll hook you up with a booking. Uh, go to that page anyway, if it's even after May 25th, because that's where I put all the stuff that is happening, events, retreats, that type of jazz. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, please let me know. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you shared it with your friends on Instagram stories. Look after yourself, catch up with you next week.